The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world, George's Box. Welcome back to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. I think it's a good day to be a Yankee fan. It's we're recording this. It, it's six oh three. So if we hit like the hour mark, we'll maybe get Judge's first at bat. We might. That would be cool to do live. We did it, man. We got through the regular season. These these four games to me are, are essentially exhibition games. These are grapefruit grapefruit league games on March eighth with half the team going on the bus and the other half playing poker in the clubhouse. We've we've gotten through the grind, the marathon that is the 162-game season. So let me ask you something, though. If these games are spring training games, what were the games over the weekend? They were also spring training games, but they were at home. It's a little different. Because I, I want to talk about the pictures only on your wife's Facebook, but you showed up to a rehearsal dinner dressed like one of Christopher Maltesanti's friends. Like, <laughs> hey, can you talk to your Uncle Tony for me? You were wearing like a turtleneck, like a long sleeve turtleneck shirt yes. with pants and a jacket yeah. and with your chain out as if you were trying to get Chris to talk to his uncle for you. And then you asked the private room where no TVs were on for the rehearsal dinner to put on the Yankee game for you. That is all accurate. Yes. (laughs) How did the bride feel about that? So I was the best man. I had a little bit of, so I had a little bit of extra cachet and look, the game was on mute. Thing is there were like 30 people in there. It was very sly. It was very sly. Was it like a cocktail? Was it like standing around kind of like a, um, cocktail hour type thing it was a sit down but it was more of like the cafeteria lunch table type thing so that made it a little bit more a little bit more informal i guess and look there we walked in there were two tvs neither of them were on but it's like come on we're in north jersey judge is going for judge is going for 62 like i thought i had enough i thought i had enough ammo to to get it done now i do want to address the outfit. So there's two there's two aspects to play in here. One, I've watched so much Sopranos that it's just starting to seep into my actual life just from watching it all the time. 
And number two, just for my, I guess, physical, obviously you've seen me, I'm five foot five, short, but muscular. Most clothes don't fit me very well. I don't look good in button downs. A polo is too casual for something like this. So I'm either going t-shirt, t-shirt hoodie, or straight to jacket. I don't have that in-between polo button down that everybody else has. Okay. Okay. I'm not saying you didn't pull it off either. I want you to know that. Oh, cool, cool. Like, it worked for you. But it, that is what you look like. I got a lot of compliments, I will say. The fans seem to enjoy it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, this whole weekend, it's just been like, I don't know, is this guy going to hit this home run? Yeah, it's getting, honestly, it's getting boring. Uh, half the time he gets nothing to hit. And it's like, you're, you're, it's becoming a chore. At least to me, like watching the game. When's he coming up? Oh, he's coming up. Then you get psyched up and then he gets four balls in the dirt in a row or he gets one pitch to hit and he pops it up. I've kind of I've kind of lost interest to me. Getting to 60 was the big deal, like just starting with that six at this point, 61, 62, 63. Like he's not getting 70. Like it's kind of over for me. Here's the thing. Like some people are like, oh, this is, you know, because it's a I'm of the school that like it's. Cool, I guess. Like it's cool he had a really good season. But what he's doing is something I've already seen done six other times. You have, I really haven't, yeah. Yeah. So like there's part of that for me. It's not like this is a once in a lifetime thing. This is a multiple time in a lifetime thing for me. So I do get why some people are excited with that. Now, let's say Aaron Judge is totally healthy. And doesn't hit 62, just stays at 61. Or if, let's say, he had stayed at, like, 59. What do you think the difference is between 61 and 62 in terms of, like, is that $10 million on the overall contract? I don't think it's anything. I, I really you don't think it's, it's anything. A penny? Nah, if he's the MVP, he's the MVP. You yeah, know, you know well, he's I mean? definitely the MVP. Yeah. I'm just curious, you know, from a – I think even from, like, a lifetime – Earnings, though, getting the 62nd is worth tens of millions of dollars. Probably. No, it's, it's a big deal to him. But like you, like I've lost interest. I was probably more into this than you. And I've already kind of lost interest. Yeah. To me, to me, it doesn't really doesn't really mean anything. He's clearly won the bet on himself like it worked. Whether that's 60, 61, 62, the guy is going to get fucking paid this winter regardless. Like, I don't think it, I don't think it means a whole lot. And again, I just think it's becoming a chore. I'm so sick of seeing Roger Maris jr. Oh my God. I watched 61 again. <laughs> um, it's a good movie. Yeah. So uh, we watched it the other night or day or whatever we threw it on over the weekend. And, um, I forgot. Now, you're not an office person, right? No, not really. I mean, I know about it, but yeah, I don't really watch it. Okay, so for anyone who watched The Office, he's not Roger Maris Jr., but Josh, who ran the Stanford branch of Dunder Mifflin, plays one of Roger Maris's kids. Um, so it's also like it was funny to watch to see like kind of how corny it was. Like because in the movie – because they, they splice in the beginning between, like, the movie and, like, yes what's actually happening. Yeah. And so they show Josh from Dunder Mifflin, Mifflin Scranton is like, hey, he's like, oh, I've got dad's bat. 
And then they show, boom, he hits the home run. And I forgot that in real life, like I had, my wife hadn't seen 61. So I had to say to her, like, this is real. This isn't like a scripted thing that they had Mark McGuire do. Mark McGuire's like, I touched that bat and I felt it in my heart. And like we became one. And I was like, this isn't just bad acting. Like, this is what a real man said. And like, I got to stay up past my bedtime to see it. <laughs> Dude, he is milking it. Dude, like you're watching 61. Roger Maris Jr. and this whole home run trace, it's getting everybody nostalgic. He is he is getting – forget 15 minutes of fame. He is trying to turn this into 24 hours. The Yankees, every day. Tweet, the Yankees tweeted about, like, thanks for the Marises for being with us this season. They were, like, behind the plate. Yeah, and yeah. What are we – how much more are we going to do with these people? Have you seen his Twitter? He's tweeting every day, like, clean records matter. Like, while the – like, he's yeah. trying to soak this all up, dude. Nobody cares. And he looked – I'll say it. He looked miserable when Judge tied it. He looked devastated when he was hugging Aaron Judge's mom. Like, he did not have a shrivel of a smile on. I didn't realize, like, how tall he is. Like, he was close to – like, because Judge is a monster. And he – it looks like Judge only has, like, two inches on him. Yeah, he took that picture with Judge and Stanton. Uh, you could tell Stan does not want to be in that. <laughs> yeah, Stan's like, dude, I was at 59 or whatever. You're like, this sucks. Um, yeah, no, I am I'm over the Marises, like aggressively over the Marises. Um, but yeah, no, I watched 61. Uh, it made me want to live tweet it. Like, I didn't feel like – I didn't have the energy. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like doing it, like pausing. I'm going to take – but it is – it's it's funny. I really like have always loved the movie and I watched it with my wife and like expected her to like fall in love with it too. And she was like, That was an awful movie. Like that was just that was just not a good movie. Yeah, and I was like, not a Yankee like, fan, like you wouldn't like that much. And also like it, it also is one of those things where things change but they stay the same. Like, think about it. If if Judge and Stanton were doing this, like in, in terms of the Mantle and Maris thing, everybody would be rooting for Judge and people would be like actively rooting against Stanton, just kind of like how they were in the movie. Like I thought of that too. Yeah, I I guess so. I don't know, it'd be an interesting wrinkle that like Judge is a free agent. Because yeah, that's we just, the thing. We love our homegrown guys, man. Yeah, that's but if if one guy's gonna let's say, let's say they both were you know chasing it, one guy is definitely gonna be here for twenty two million. The other guy's asking for thirty five a year for eight years to stay. Yeah, that does add a different wrinkle, I guess. Yeah, I think that that's when you get the guy people yelling like, "Judge, you can't. You think you're better than Stanton? You deserve more than him. He's doing. You know, you're two behind him." Dude, it really makes you feel bad. Like, not that I feel bad for Maris, but like, man, like he got no love for what he he did. Like your own fan base is is rooting against you. The whole thing with the babe, the asterisk, like pretty fucked up that he never really got the shine. And now his kids are just getting all of it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that is also like my thing with the. um, You know, oh, there should be two records. Yo, your dad died in the same situation, which was like less than ideal. Yeah. Yeah. Like you are, you know, it's a, a, a thing that haunted him that and lung cancer from smoking one million cigarettes. Oh, the entire movie. They're just it, hysterical. at one point. Mickey Mantle is like, what are you up to? Five packs a day? And he's just like, yeah, um, being a being an American. Um, yeah. Like this is a thing that like haunted him. Why would you? 
want wish that on someone else. I mean, I guess it's the other right, way. Right, right. Yeah, no, I think I think they just feel regret, like, because obviously they followed McGuire around and did it, and they were all nice to him, and they probably they they probably can't. I can't imagine how much they hate McGuire and Bonds. Like Roger, they have said, so open on shitting on them. They have said we've remained friendly with Mark McGuire. Um, we don't think he's like a bad person or anything. Okay, but like his record is different. Yeah. No, I, I get it. Um, I, I'm just sick of them. Show, and they have to go there at every single game. The guy the guy's been going to Yankee games every night for three weeks in a row. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, he's traveling internationally. It is funny to, like, watch how, like, it started with so many people, like the whole Maris family. Judge's dad was there just, like, peeling off until, like, people who don't have to go to work. <laughs> right, right. And why was – so I don't know if you noticed this. Judge's dad was not there for the – Blue Jay for when he tied it, it was maybe he's got a bunch of DUIs. I was thinking that or maybe he's unvaccinated. No, I mean, he might. He just like I don't know. It was the week like he it might be like I have to go to work. I mean. Or he has to go to work. His son has to make 300 million bucks. That is true. That is true. I think if I were. Judge. Like, I don't know that he. Hi, he probably could have retired his parents by now. I mean, he's making 19 million this year, and he's going to get another 250k when he wins the MVP. So that's I nice yeah. I don't too. even know what his parents like do or did or whatever. They're, they're teachers or were teachers. Yes, they were teachers. They were teachers. School starting. There you go. Okay, I guess that. So maybe he had to go back, and that's one of those things. So you don't raise like you adopt this kid. He ends up being one of the dudes from Space Jam. He's fucking huge. He makes it to – he gets a college scholarship. He gets drafted, gets a signing bonus, is doing all of this stuff. And now he's just about to get to the spot you know, of like immortality. And after every way you've raised him, you show him like, ah, something better came up. I, I'll just walk away from my career right now. I don't know, like that close to the – I feel like you don't raise a kid like Aaron Judge who's a, a nice guy and like just dip out the week school starts or whatever. I agree 100 percent, and I was kind of waiting for the moment to drop this. So I'll do it now. Um, I am expecting a kid this January. Um, January. I thought you were going to be like, I've enrolled in his school. <laughs> I am a smaller man. I'm in the seventh grade. I'm fucking sick of kickball. <laughs> You're going to be a dad. Congrats. Thank you. And with that, I, I was actually thinking about this. Like what what in my life would cause me to miss something like that? And it would have to be something catastrophic having, happening to somebody else in my family. There's nothing work related. There's nothing friend related. There's really nothing that I can think of short of a catastrophe that would allow me to miss something like that for my kid. But. This is like, so like, I understand that. I think if, if whatever it was, he was just like, boom, I'm there. Right. Like I, Hey work, I've been gone for a week. I'm going to be gone for another week. And if they're like, well, we'd have to move on without you. Like, boom, then there it is. I'm here with my son. I totally understand that. I also see a world where there is, Hey, like, we need you back here. If you need to be there, no, you know what? The kids, the community, 
And, I, you know, these are the things, the cornerstones that I built my son on. So I'm going to do that. I could see that happening, too. I could also see I'm unvaccinated, DUI, something like that, you know. Like, yeah. was, his, was his wife there? Does Arizona talk to Ontario? Hmm? Hmm? <laughs> Maybe we should have said, do you know who my husband is? She wasn't there. You're right. The girl, I don't think his wife was there. Yeah, she got a DUI. <laughs> In Arizona in spring training two years ago. That means she can't fly to Canada? Is that a rule? Uh, Canada is not very friendly to people who have DUIs. Canada is a weird place. Like I – all right. So a decade ago, I did a contract for a company in Toronto. I lived in New York. And so like one week a month for four months, I would go up there. Ugh. And I mean – yeah, it was during the summer. I scheduled one week. The Yankees were there. Went to a oh, bunch okay. of games. Yeah, yeah awesome. it was the right. summer. The summer in Toronto is like pretty nice. I did like a, a weekend there at one point. Um, so, and it's a quick trip from New York. It's like an hour and twenty minutes. Oh, that's it. Yeah, it's like nothing. Oh, it's a okay. nothing flight. All right, all right. So, where was? Oh yeah. So I'm like, I go out to like get lunch, and I get to an intersection. And everyone's waiting because, like, the the stoplight for walking is, like, don't walk. I look left. I look right. There's not a car for blocks. Everyone's standing there. I see it again the next day, the next day. And I asked one of the guys. I I finally, you know, I went out to lunch with someone. I was like, what's the deal? Like, you can't – there's no cars. Like, no one's going to get hit. And I said, well, that's jaywalking. And I was like, yeah, but like, what are we doing? There's no cars here. Like, and they literally said to me, if we start breaking that law, like how fast does it become murder? What? Like, we're just such polite. We follow the rules because if we get out of line, you know, chaos can ensue. It all starts somewhere. Yeah, that's psychotic to me. You have there's got to be some middle ground here. Like that is way too black and white. You know, we're in kindergarten with these yeah. with these rules here. Like you got to at some point we're adults. Like let's use some common sense. Comparing jaywalk to murder is absurd. Well, that's, you know, you let you let someone in with a DUI. Next thing you know, murder. That I bet, man, she must have been butthurt and he must have been pissed that she wasn't. That she wasn't but it also it could be a vaccine thing, you know, but although if they're not retired and their teachers in the state of california they had to get it yeah and i think they are so that that makes sense man we're, we're covering we're covering everything here and i love that nobody got the ball i love that it just fell into the bullpen and the guy just gave it to Joe. did you see everything that happened around that the guy's it, face and he, him freaking out the guy that no, no did you see the the guy who actually got it like the bullpen coach his wife no, no. So what happened? So his wife is like a smoke show Fox uh, reporter, like okay. Fox Sports does I know, college football yeah, or yeah, basketball yeah, or something yeah. like that. So she is tweeting like, uh, like I'm down in Florida, like holding down the fort because they have a house down there or they live down there or whatever. And he just works for Toronto because of the hurricane. Then. She takes a screenshot of like four whatever things like she searched her husband's name on Twitter and it was people saying like he oh, got I the did ball. see that yeah because yeah, I'd yeah. like to announce my retirement and then it was that like he just gave the ball and she was like I'd like to announce my divorce <laughs> but also the ball hits comes down he gets it some security comes security is like oh hey like we're from Major League Baseball. 
And but they also see Zach Britton and they're like, we know he's on the team. We don't know you. So they gave the ball to Zach Britton because they were worried, like some, if it's some security guard, he just he'd walk out of the building. Possessions nine tenths. I don't know what it is in Canada. Right. So Britton gave it to I guess Britton gave it to judge then. Uh, yeah. So, like, yeah, that's how it got back around to him. And who knows? Like, maybe judge by I, I'm sure judge will do something for the bullpen coach. Yeah. Yeah, by dinner, you know, something like that. Yeah, because, I mean, if a fan catches it, it might might be might ask for a million, two million. Who who knows? There's one one guy that runs an auction company that's offering two million to whoever gets it for 62. Yeah, for 62. Yeah, like. um, Yeah, I don't know. I think 61, they said, would have been worth like a million dollars. So like catch it would be cool. I mean, but that guy, it's not like he like it hit him in the pocket and he dropped it like he just, you know, he got very close. Yeah, no, it was tight. I was just happy that uh, I was just happy that Hample didn't get it. I, I honestly thought he would. He's got like an algorithm of where the home runs are going to land. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he really stands a chance. I, at least I didn't think he did in New York if he was even there because, listen, you get in the bleachers in the Bronx and it would have to be hit directly at him. Because I think once a ball goes in the air, if he's trying to run the bleachers, somebody puts him on the fucking ground. Like, he's eating a shoulder from someone of just like, no, you're not going to be the guy. Well, yeah, dude, it's dangerous. Everybody's standing on benches, you know, on top of each other. Like, it, it would, I mean, it's going to be a safety hazard. It won't happen at Yankee Stadium now because it's over. But it would have been a safety hazard if he hit that into the bleachers at Yankee Stadium, 100%. Yeah, so – uh, I don't know if he's going to be down there for Texas. Who knows? But he, uh, yeah, I mean, I, after those kids gave up, I mean, they're college age men, uh, gave up the ball for like signed balls when it could have been at least like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that like guys, anybody in the game of baseball who gets the ball would just give it to him a bullpen yes. coach, a bullpen catcher, anybody like, like it'd be pretty pathetic. Even if you're a guy making the minimum, or even if you're up from the minor leagues, I feel like there's this unwritten, you're in the union together. You know? If you are a player, you 100% do it. If so, here's one thing I wondered. You're the bullpen coach. I don't know what his career was like or if he made any money or, or, or anything like that. I can look that up. But is um I don't know. Well it's only a million dollars. So if it was like three million, it's like, I don't know, is that worth it? To be to have everybody else in the league think you're a scumbag. You don't really have to work anymore. That's true. You make more on you make more on interest on three million dollars than you do as the bullpen coach. What's a bullpen coach make you think of one fifty? Probably not a lot. Yeah, probably something like that. I mean, you get a lot of free shit. Like, you know, most of your meal, you're not buying a meal ever. Right. But they all, all those coaches have to be making six figures, I, I would think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're in their, they're in the major leagues. They have to travel. They have to dress a certain way. Right. I don't think. Right. But yeah, they, they stay in hotels for free. They don't really have any expenses during the season is, is what yeah. you're saying. It's free meals, free hotels and stuff. Yeah, no, I think. He's got four games to do it. Judge hasn't had an off day since August 5th. Thank Christ they have this bye because this would be like borderline irresponsible. If I know. I think it is borderline irresponsible. Yeah. I think even on – even DHing, putting him out there on, a, on a, a wet field this weekend. 
Yeah. Over the yeah. like it was like I wish he had hit it, you know, just hit it on Friday and you know, so he could get the day off. Like I I'd prefer that he hit it and took off the full doubleheader tomorrow, got two at bats the next day, takes his time off. They they can't play him in both games of that doubleheader. If if they were playing Friday in this wild card round, I, I would be freaking out. I, they, again, a guy hasn't had an off day in, in two months. I, I my gut feeling says he will play in three of the four in Texas. I, I don't think they'll play in both games of the doubleheader. Yeah, no, I well, let's say he doesn't hit it, right? He doesn't hit it today. They DH him tomorrow, first game, and he doesn't hit it. You know he wants to DH the second game. Maybe they will DH in both. He has – that is the one saving grace is a lot like – you just see games played. I don't know the exact breakdown, but it seems like I would say, what, 25% of the games he's played in, he's been the DH? I, I can look it up. Um, yeah, I mean, you you need to – you know, other guys need at-bats. So I believe he's – I don't think he's DHing tonight. I think he's playing the field because I think right. stands in the lineup. Yeah, but – I'm ready for him to just hit it and for us to just be done with it. Yeah, no, it's it's time for the playoffs. I'm I'm already getting into that mode. It looks like we're going to get uh, as of now, obviously there's four games left, but if the season ended today, we would get the winner of Cleveland versus Tampa Bay. I feel like, you know, I sometimes I'll flip on the fan or I'll talk to other Yankee fans and it seems like everybody's just thinks we're going to waltz through the DS and everybody's already talk, talking about Houston. I think Tampa Bay would pose a serious challenge, especially having to play at least two games in the trot. Obviously. I mean, that's probably right now, like the team that I would want to see the least out of that group. Like I feel good about playing the blue Jays right now. I, I don't want to see Seattle, man. We can't hit Castillo. Castillo just seems like, a yeah, I don't want to see just like, we'll never beat him ever. I, I, I don't want to see Seattle also just cause like they're young, dumb, very yes. excited. That's a long you know. flight. Yeah, no part of that's fun. I think Cleveland, if I could pick anyone, I want Cleveland. Cleveland's my first choice. The, the thing with Tampa is normally when you're, you know, we're the team with the bye, normally it's a huge advantage. Like, oh, they use their best pitcher. They can't use until game four or whatever. Tampa just – they just bullpen everything, and they don't really even have a rotation. They just throw guys out on the mound. Like, I don't even think that would really affect them like it would another team. Yeah, no, they're not a – I don't want to see them – because, like, obviously, like, what they're capable of doing with, you know, all those options. But the fact that, like, they will use all those options. And Boone has a tendency to, like, try to play what the other coach is playing. Like, play their style. Yes. Instead of control and just, like, do what you can, what's in front of you, you know, play the ball that's hit to you, et cetera, et cetera. Um, he'll, get, he'll start to get cute with shit. I mean, we, we saw it once, but like if he wants to be the smartest guy on the field, he's not going to be that. He he could be the best baseball manager and just focus on that. Yeah, no, absolutely. The, the Yankees need to slug their way out of close games so that Aaron Boone can't, can't affect it as much. I mean, for them, I, I think for them to win in the playoffs, I think Judge and Stanton both need to go nuts. They just need to hit a shit ton of homers. Like, we're going to sit here over these next couple of days. We'll break everything down, all the matchups. Bottom line is if the Yankees hit a ton of bombs, they'll probably win and go far. And if they don't, they won't. Yeah. I mean, so here's been a funny thing about Judge not getting really anything to hit is we've complained for so long about – um, 
how the Yankees, you know, if Judge isn't homer, they can't win. And they've been winning without him homering, yeah. and we're also complaining, which I get the complaining because people just want to see this very specific thing at this moment in time. But it's like, to a certain extent, you can never make Yankee fans happy. Oh, no, we'll always complain about something. Do you like the idea of him batting leadoff in the playoffs? I feel like at leadoff, he has like a 600 or 700 on base percentage. He's getting on base at a ridiculous clip. Is this how they're going to roll for the playoffs? So I wouldn't have thought so before, but there's a part of me that like – all right, so once, like, the home run chase is over, he's still Aaron fucking Judge. And, like, I don't know, it kind of puts – I think it puts the opposing team on their heels immediately. And it's creating opportunities for the guys behind him. Like, Labor, how often are you getting a push notification that's just, like, Labor Torres singles, Aaron Judge scores? Yeah, yeah. You know, just, like, bringing them around. Um, and, you know, it, it puts pressure on the pitcher. Like, all right, fuck, this guy's getting on at a 550 clip the last, whatever, three weeks. So I don't want to put him on. But if I give him something to hit, he may hit it a million feet. When he doesn't hit a million feet, it's rockets into the gap. And so, like, the best bet is a lot of times to walk him. Now I got a runner on first. And in the playoffs, a runner on first is a rally. Like, if, if you get a runner on first with nobody out, that's a rally. And it's almost an automatic automatic walk. I was thinking about, and the Red Sox did this in 2018. They batted Mookie Betts leadoff in the playoffs. And I remember, like, the game would start and be like, shit, like, I can't even take a breath. Like you said, I'm on my heels because the MVP is leading off the game. It was stressful. And they yes. <laughs> and – you know, for a game where, let's say, you know, we're at home. All right, we get out of the first inning unscathed. Now you got Judge on first base. You've thrown five pitches and the place is ready to fucking explode. Like it's on top of you. That was going to be my next point. If we get a one, two, three inning in our top half, Judge is coming to the plate. Like the place is erupting before we've even taken a swing. Basically, everybody's standing up. All rise. And it's like, all right, let's say Cole goes out there, right? It's game one. Cole goes out there, gets a one, two, three for a strikeout to end it. Roar! <laughs> they announce Judge. Roar! Everyone's up. There's fucking chance going on, all this stuff. You walk him. There's no roar. It's booze on top of you. And then you've got to realign. For fucking Rizzo or whoever, like Rizzo, Stanton, Torres, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now that could work. It do, it does work. I think I think that really does sound good at home. And again, you get him the most at bats. Whether the, you know if it's a long game, maybe he gets six at bats. If it, goes he's your best player. You don't have like when you've batted him in other spots as of recent, it hasn't been good results for us as a team. No, no, it's and you gotta also put runs. You gotta put yourself in the you know, position to the other team. Every team is going to be going in facing us and saying, don't let Aaron judge beat us there. I don't, I don't think he's going to get much to hit anyway. So for us, I think it's going to come down to really Rizzo and Stanton. If those guys can, can have big series, hit, hit some bombs, I think we'll be fine. I think if they have one for 11 or three for 12 series with, you know, three singles and no homers, I don't think we're going anywhere. I think those guys are going to need to hit the ball out of the ballpark because I don't think judge and St judge is going to get much to hit. Yeah, I think Judge is going to get a ton to hit, but at the same time, then, you know, I, I I believe it does kind of waterfall 
little trickle down economics of the lineup where like <laughs> judge you know judge gets on you have all of that like energy going where now guys are you know we're not seeing like a ton of home runs we're seeing double single sack flies and that feeds some of the guys like we've seen Connor Connor Falefer play a lot better at the plate recently and like you're, you're seeing a little more Higgy goes deep the other day you can give them a little confidence now guess what there's someone on base while judge while it comes back around yeah now I, I and as we talk this through I, I think that is what they're gonna do one I feel like one theme we've talked about all year is who's playing where in the infield like last week we were doing it Donaldson Torres LeMahieu I think I have an idea at third base what, what would you say to DJ starting at third, playing the first six innings? You know, he gets three at bats and then using Donaldson essentially as a defensive replacement. I mean, it's not a terrible defensive replacement. I haven't looked at their actual stats recently. I think Donaldson's at two. He's been at Donaldson's been at two seventeen the entire year. So I'm just going to guess that's what Prob- I mean, that probably is what it is. I feel like he's he's driven in some runs recently. Um, it's gonna be interesting. I mean, Glaber just got scratched right before we hopped on here. That's awesome. Great. So, you know, who knows what it's gonna be? Yeah, Donaldson has, yeah, not much. He's in under 200 in his last seven games. He's in 250 in his last 15 games. So that's what it is. I've ignored a lot of the weekend aside from like, oh yeah, like I gotta see what's going on. But he had a couple sack flies. I think that's what threw me off. Yeah, I mean. I'd really like to see DJ being able to, I don't know, like continue to like show us that some sign of life, some sign of being DJ LeMayhew to make me feel comfortable putting a guy in there with one foot. Yeah, he's not 100%, but I feel like, all right, three at bats. Like, I, I think DJ would go, and I'm really making this simple. DJ probably goes one for three with a single somewhere. Donaldson's going 0 for three. Like, I think Donaldson facing playoff pitching is going to be ugly. He has had some horrendous at bats. I get it. They love his defense. Fine, bring him in in the seventh inning and, and let him play defense. Yeah, I mean, it's not a bad option for a defensive replacement because it's still a bat, you know. Yeah. Kind of. And but, I just trust – I mean DJ is going to put – like st- Donaldson strikes out a lot. I know DJ is going to put the ball in play. I know his power is pretty much zapped with a toe injury. I just feel like may- maybe if there's second and third, two outs, DJ can punch that single to right in the fourth inning where Donaldson's going down swinging or looking. Yeah, well, I mean DJ's one for six with a walk since he's been back. So I don't know. Like I just – I'd like him to string together you know, a couple – like maybe a – get three games out of these next four because i don't think he'll play all four but i don't know find five hits for me i want him i want him to like i want dj to take this like nobody likes donaldson right nobody like yeah i I want dj to win this you know when you hear a coach say like i i want you to win the job like go do it like dj please go out there and show us that you should be starting at third base in the playoffs because i'm telling you donaldson is not going to hit playoff pitching he's just not yeah, no, I'm with you. I, it's it's a delicate thing because there is a how do you you, you got to bring it to Donaldson in a way where it's like you know hey you're gonna end up getting one at bat a game at least here or like two, make, or two make the most of it and then there's more yeah, you know no, so you don't just do so you don't just lose him because another thing I'm sure you want to talk about is like there are, there's still the rumblings of like I don't know do you even start um 
Cole game one or is it Nestor now? And it's like, it's obviously it's Cole because I think a thing that one, I think Cole's the best option Two, I think another thing that plays into it is now and then you fucked Cole's head for game two. Even oh, you if you can't it do it. Yeah. yeah you can't yeah. do it psychologically with Cole. The other thing I like about it is if, if Cole does come out and shit the bed, you remember how the Yankees used to lose game one in you know, 2003 or 99, whatever. And Pettit would start that game two. He would always win game two. If somebody lost game one, I could see Nestor kind of being that, that calming presence, that stopper, that lefty stopper, like, like Andy was almost like Cole is the Clemens. Like you have to start him game one because he's got the best stuff. He's the highest paid guy, but you feel really confident with Nestor, who's kind of like the Andy to be the stopper in game two. If your ace loses, that's how I look at it. Yeah. And like, I don't think that if you give, um, if you give my, if you give Nestor the start for game one, I don't think it like, obviously like, yo, he's honored or whatever, but I don't think it affects him the way losing it affects, um, you know, like would affect Cole. Oh yeah. You've been making the analogy all year. We're married to this guy. You got to please him. Like this is, this is what he wants. He wants game one. It would definitely, I mean, Billy Crystal making a game three minutes late, fucked him up mentally. I can't imagine what this would do. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I, you know, I think you got to go Nestor, you know, Cole Nestor. And then I guess you're going Seve. I'm going Seve game three, and I decided I want Tyone game four. I, I thought a lot. Well, I don't think there's another option. Herman actually is a better ERA. Oh, right. Yeah, but I think Tyone going, he's in the contract year. He's pitched well recently. I think this is the best you'll ever get of Tyone. Like he can make himself an extra 20, 30 million dollars. If he has a really good postseason, he's been throwing the ball well. And I use Herman's kind of my long man because, you know, one of these guys is going to have a two or three inning blow up start. And that's when you bring Herman in, I think. Yeah, well, so I think that if you go with Herman, Tyone is useless. If you go with Tyone, Herman has a use out of the pen. Yeah, and that's how you got to – yeah, you got to maximize the pieces yeah. that you have. Same thing you just like, how are these guys going to gonna react to it? I mean, remember the thing with Jay Happ, like, oh, he didn't want to come out of the bullpen, and it, it clearly showed. He let up 17 home runs in that in those three innings. So, yeah, I think you got to go Tyone game four, and this is the time of the year, right, where we convince ourselves that the pitching's hopefully good enough. It hasn't been recently, but, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, we've won some games, you know. Like, we've we've won games that we needed to. We've been able to breathe for a couple of weeks, which has been nice. It's been like three weeks that we've been fairly confident about this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. A thing I was just thinking of when I was in my, uh, right before we hopped on here. So everyone, if you have a friend that's a Met fan, make sure you reach out to them and congratulate them. They get more playoff baseball. They get one extra round, free baseball, opportunity to see games at home in City Field. It's good. That's good for the city. That's revenue. Good for them. Now, so they have blown the division. It's like 98% chance the Braves win uh, the division. When they clinched, I believe they did not pop champagne because heading into even this weekend, they were like 78% chance winning the division after they had lost like a bunch of games. So I believe the Mets will go into the playoffs having popped zero champagne leading into it. Like this team that has not made the playoffs in so long has gotten to celebrate it zero. And like, what do you do? Do you win a game, you know, this week and go, oh, well, let's, you know, let's do it on Monday. Whatever. Nah, it's got to be organic. It, it it's got to be, be organic. Yeah. 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 No. Wow. I didn't think about that because, yeah, when you when you're planning on winning the division and you clinch a spot, generally you don't you don't celebrate. That is. Wow. I didn't even I didn't even think of that. Yeah. They're not going to get that. I mean, they'll probably win their wild card round and they can do it then. But I've seen it in the past where like we'll clinch because like another team lost, but we lost. And then they don't do it, and then they'll do it. We had a walk-off. Uh, the Red Sox celebrated uh, winning the division, and Teixeira hit a walk-off home run against them. Yeah, Shara- yeah. So, yeah, they've had uh, – yeah, I mean, it happens sometimes. Like, hey, you know, you take it when you can take it. But, yeah, I think they just missed out on it. I'm not like a Met. I don't really like again. I didn't grow up in New York. I don't really hate the Mets, but it was kind of satisfying just because all you hear is, oh, DeGrom and Scherzer are bulldogs. They're horses. They they never crumble under pressure. You know, Cole's a bitch. He sounds like Kermit the Frog. And then their two big ace bulldog alphas go out and just completely shit the bed in the biggest series of the regular season. I definitely took a little bit of joy in that. Yeah, like. All right. When they made the World Series against the Royals, was that 2014? Uh, 15. 15. You got on the subway 
And there are women going to work with like Mets earrings. They had a Mets jacket. They always, you never saw any of that. Never saw any of this shit before like they had gotten into that like playoff run. You never fucking saw it. Yankee stuff. You see Yankee stuff all the time. Now you see, I'm not saying you don't see any Mets gear. You see, uh, you see a Mets hat. Occasionally you'll see some, especially if they're playing at home. But like, if you think about it, their colors are off putting. The, the blue with the orange or like they've had a lot of like the black stuff with it's like neon. It's really gaudy to have out in public, whereas like a classy navy blue, white, gray. These are classy blue blooded program, baby. You can do business in these colors mm-hmm, mm-hmm. instead of looking like you're going to work like you work for the Harlem Globetrotters, you know, so. These guys are going to pipe up, you know, oh, we got Uncle Steve. He's buying everything. Oh, Aaron Judge is going to sign with the Mets. Fine. Great. You want to sign Aaron Judge to a horrible contract because you think it's going to teach me a lesson? Go nuts. Go nuts. These people are mediocre. They're miserable. And, like, you know, they want to talk because here's the thing about them. They, they talk shit and they talk shit and they talk shit. And I saw it in – it might have been 2014, like, you know, all the years were all over the place. Like, there was a point they were on a 10-game winning streak, and they came into the Bronx for a Subway series with uh, fucking – who was the last? Who was there? No, maybe it was DeGrom. No, I think it was Cindergaard, like, on the mound. Mm-hmm. And we just – we kicked the shit out of them. And, like, that slows down the momentum. And the problem with them is, like – you know, if you see videos online where like a bully's picking on a little kid and it turns out like that little kid knows karate or he's got yeah, a big yeah, brother yeah. who comes by. Yeah, yeah, that's what this is. They fucking they do it. They they fucking they're poking us. And then once something like this weekend happens, if you talk to you, they're like, well, we're the Mets. It's supposed to happen. So <laughs> we're used to this shit. You guys are we live rent free in your head. No, it was interesting because they did. They had that lead all year. They were and there was so much shit talking about how much better their rotation was and how much better Scherzer and De- even though Degrom didn't even pitch half the year, how much better they were than Cole as starting pitchers. Yeah, they they did. They did talk a lot of shit. And it's like the whole time we had a ten game lead, twelve game lead, thirteen game lead, and they they their lead never really got above like four games. I don't think. You know, after the second half, like the Braves were kind of coming for their throats the entire yeah. second half. The Braves were closing in on them the whole time. The Braves it was a couple weeks ago. They got were up half a game back and forth. I mean. When we were, you know, blowing out our lead, when we were had like an eight game lead, I was talking a ton of shit at the beginning of the year because, like, I've seen what could happen. And, then, you know, we pumped it up to like 16 and. But it dropped like you've got to you got to be ready for that drop. And the last thing I want is a bunch of people in my mentions. I got enough of it from, you know, I wanted to trade Aaron Judge for this season. <laughs> no, yeah, there were. It's funny, too, because the subway analogy that you just gave, that was me in 2008 with the Phillies. Like I was born in 1992. The Phillies never made the playoffs. Nobody ever even mentioned the word baseball around the Philadelphia area. It was all Eagles. Then the Phillies you know, make the playoffs. And all of a sudden I see all these red t-shirts and red October and the four a. I'm like, what is go? Where did, where did you guys come from? Like I've been watching baseball my whole life. I've told, I've told the story before when they clinched, when they made the playoffs, the first year they made the playoffs. And I think they got swept by the Rockies. Yeah. 
I'm in college. Everybody's in the living room. It was a day game when they clinched. It was probably like a Saturday or Sunday. Hmm. And uh, everyone's down in the living room watching because we got a plasma TV. Their flat screen TV is brand new. (laughs) So we uh, it cost probably like fucking 10 grand. They used to be so expensive. So expensive. Um. So they're all watching. They go. They clinch. They all then turn to me and go, so what happens now? And I was like, what do you mean? Was, the playoffs happen. They're like, how, how do you get tickets? Like, I was like, oh, you guys have no idea what's going on. Yeah. No, I remember. I remember that vividly. I know we've been bouncing around. I want to talk about just the bullpen. I wrote this down. This bullpen. So here are the updates that I wrote down. Clay has shoulder strain. Yep. Written, done. Wandy should be back for playoffs. Miguel Castro back Monday. Like, what the fuck? Like, th- there's so many moving parts here. I don't even know where to start. We have no bullpen. We have a bunch of guys who sit in the outfield. And, like, we have – we actually have at this point no idea. Like, who is going to be on the postseason roster? If you just put out to everybody, hey – Make your picks right now. Yeah, there are some there are some one seeds versus eighteen seeds where you know they're gonna advance. But the odds of having that lucky that bracket that has everything right if you're picking out the roster right now is so tough with like who knows what's going on with Benintendi. Are we just gonna cut Chapman? Like that's getting very fucking real. I thought they would tonight for Castro, but they they moved, they put somebody else down. Maybe it was La Castro. I don't, I don't remember. Um, yeah. But I thought that might be. I thought that might be tonight. And Britain, you know, he made eighty five rehab appearances, and he comes back and throws three innings, and has and then goes back on the sixty day IL with a shoulder strain. It's like what? Yeah. Well, so I mean, that's. I think it's a phantom injury. Okay. Um, I think he came back. And nothing but like praise and like credit for Zach Britton to get back in a year to try to contribute. And he just, he didn't have it. Yeah. He just did not have it. And so they needed the roster spot. They gave him the dignity of not DFAing him because also I think ending the season on the, um, IL gives him access to their trainers and he's a union guy and they want to take care he's of him. He's a union guy. I mean, they might be looking to bring him back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you right. know, if you get him for $4 million. Yeah, maybe. Clay with the shoulder strain is the big one. Like if he – Boone says he should be ready for the DS. They say it's mild. If he can't go or he's not right, I, I just don't it, – it's going to be hard for them to get, you know, six to nine to 12 outs at the end of these games. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, this is not going to be easy. This is going to be fucking this one. This will put some hair on your nuts this postseason. It's uncharted territory. Dude, I was telling you last week, every year we go and, all right, Green pitches the seventh. Batances pitches the eighth. Chapman pitches the ninth. You know, what? whatever. Who, the, David Robertson pitches this inning. Like, we've always had that our whole lives. And now it is just like you said. It's like the NCAA tournament. So if it were anyone other than Aaron Boone, it could be exciting because it's like, well, you know what? We're going to see the best guy to get this person out in this situation. Remember like when Terry Francona would bring in Andrew Miller in yeah, like the sixth inning that. Yeah. and people are just like, what are you doing? He was like, I need to get this out. The three outs in the ninth inning don't matter if I don't have a lead. Yep. Now I just don't trust Aaron Boone to be the one to, to make all these right calls. 
we are going to be severely overmatched from a managerial perspective in the first round, whether I mean, as it stands now, whether it's Kevin Cash or Terry Francona, I mean, either way, we're in a big hole there in the dugout. <laughs> yeah, that's why we just got we got to hit our way out of it. It's going to be. Yeah, I mean, it's all of a sudden like people forgot Miguel Castro was alive. Yeah, he hadn't pitched since July. And yeah, I mean, Chapman. He's done. It's just over. Like, yeah, I mean, do they DFA him when they need a roster spot for Carpenter? Yeah, I, I would. I would. And they say they say Carp is going to Somerset this week and will be activated, activated for the DS. Yeah, I kind of don't love that. Like, I'd rather just bring him to fucking Texas. Yeah, I don't get that either. Do they not want him on the turf? They rather him on the grass, or do they want to control the games with the simulated games? Sometimes they they like Maybe. having more control. Maybe also to like to get him back, someone has to go. You know, like you've got to. So I'm sure you know he's. They showed him taking batting practice over the weekend in the in the Bronx, but I've got to assume. He's been taking hacks, you know, in the cage beyond that. He's run and things like that. So I would have rather see him play like today and Wednesday. But if they think they can make a better use of his time by not having the travel, he's already done whatever he's going to do today. He's able to do more, get better treatment, whatever the case may be. It's going to be interesting because he's a man without a position with kind of one foot who's been pretty good, you know, pretty good kind of randomly this year. It sucks that he's not healthy and can't play third base anymore. Cause I think he used to play some third base when he was younger. Like that would be perfect for him. Like Donaldson sucked all year, get another lefty bat in there and, and play some third base. I mean, I know he's not at that point. They're not going to put him in the outfield in the playoffs. Stands clogging up the DH spot. There doesn't seem to be a place for him, but he is the he is the typical guy that you could see hitting a massive pinch hit, three run home run at some point. Yeah, like if he was a fat guy, it'd be much easier to picture. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like who's a Vogelbach, whatever they have. Yeah, Matt Stairs from the Matt Phillies. Matt Stairs, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. The Phillies, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just a guy who comes in and is like, I've got. You know, like when a closer comes in and he's got one pitch, it's like I got one swing and it's fucking bomb. Walk, walk home or strike out. And I guess Cabrera Cabrera is going to be the left fielder, I think. Yeah. Like learning to play left field at the major league level after crash course in right field. <laughs> like and you came up as a third baseman shortstop. It is funny, but they need to. They're so desperate for lefty bats. Uh, obviously, Hicks would would have been a lefty bat as a switch hitter. He's not going to play. Gallo was a disaster. It's just Rizzo and Cabrera from the left side. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's like our having a mix of bats like that. When we got Gallo and got Rizzo last year, it was like, oh, this really like mixes things up more. That fell apart fast. Oh, yeah, no, it was it was disaster. We're always we're always a lefty bat short. And, and Bader, I just pictured Harrison Bader being left-handed because he's a fast, smaller center fielder. And in my mind, in Little League, that's just what those guys are. And it was, when I saw he was right-handed, I was like, oh, I was kind of let down. He's been fun. Yeah, no, he has been. He has been. But it would be nice if he, he'd be like a good guy to be a lefty, some drag bunning. It's uh, He's been fun when, like, there's a ball in right center 
and like judge makes even like judge isn't making like a crazy catch just like you know jogging to his right bader's there when he catches like yeah fuck yeah man let's go yeah i like that the the yeah. energy level i mean from hicks to him is oh my god what what a difference in, in energy levels yeah like you know obviously it's cut his hair um but like he had he's just a golden retriever yes no he he is he is um yes carpenter's back ben intendi they're saying maybe CS, but I think we can make we're getting close to just bagging that because you get to a point where it's like if he hasn't played meaningful baseball in six weeks, you're going to toss him in there against Verlander game one. Like it almost becomes. I mean. I don't know that he starts, but I think if he's there. So, all right, let's take because I don't know. We got to kill like pretty much 10 minutes so we can see a judge at bat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So let's take a stab at. Like what are what does our bench look like? So for the outfield, we've got um, Cabrera, uh, Bader, Judge, DHs, Stanton. We're going Rizzo, Glaber, IKF, and then uh, you want to go DJ. I'm fine with that. Um, we've got Higgy. We've got Trevino. So Peraza's not on the roster? Well, they're going to need some sort of backup shortstop. I Do they use Marwin as the platoon utility backup shortstop guy? Because they need they need a second shortstop on, on the roster. Yeah, I mean, I think, I guess, like, yeah, no, maybe it's Peraza instead of Marwin. But then also, like, you're, car- you're, bringing, you're carrying two DHs. That's the problem. Because that, we've got Carpenter. Yeah, that's the problem. I see. I think they go Marwin just because of the versatility. They, they they haven't played Peraza at all. I just I don't think they're going to carry him. I think they're going to carry Marwin, and they could say, oh well, if somebody else gets hurt, he could fill in here. All right. That's just what I think. I mean, I, I mean, no, I'm, I'm just awesome. trying. To, yeah. I'm just trying to do do some math. So you got the three outfielders, DH four. So yeah, we've got nine with the starting lineup. Then Donaldson's ten. Higgy's 11, Carpenter's 12. So I guess, yeah, there's one more spot, which would be either Gonzalez or Hicks. And I Hicks see, can't I go play Gonzalez. Infield. Yeah, Hicks Gonzalez. can't play any infield. Marwin can play some outfield if needed. I think I think Gonzalez gets it because – and then obviously – I think they go 14 and 12, 12 pitchers. Twelve pitchers. So you you already accounted for Cabrera, right? As an as an outfielder. Yeah. DHs, and then pitching wise, obviously Cole, Nestor, Severino, Tyone, Herman. Do they have a? They probably won't have a six. Clark Schmidt will be there. Litke will be there. Luizaga will be there. Marinaccio. Probably. Efros, yes. Holmes, if he's healthy, yes. And I'm I'm treating it as if the Yankee as if they were going to go 14 bench 14 fielders 12 pitchers if they carry 13 which is a possibility so someone is someone's got to be off I'm looking at the list of pitchers on the active on the 40 man and Chapman is by far the worst option like there's no way he can be on like Trevino should be on ahead of him Marinaccio Clark Litke Luizaga Efros I, I even Miguel Castro, I really don't see – I don't see a way that Chapman is on here. I mean Chapman's not helping himself at all. I think they could – they could and they should 
over this four game series, find two appearances for him as like, you got to show us something, man. You got to have two perfect innings. I guess it, to me, it wouldn't even do anything. He's been bad for what? Two, two and a half years at this point, like two games in Texas, at the end of the season, aren't going to change. My, how many balls have we watched him launch into the backstop or the net? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I'm with you. I'm more curious, like, and, but with this shaky bullpen, I know it is a, you know, it's a five game series, but do you carry is 12 pitchers enough? I think you might have to go 13. I guess ridings isn't, he hasn't, he tweeted the plane emoji. Oh, Wandy, Wandy should be back and activated for the plane. Yeah. Forgot. Yeah. Jason Shreve didn't throw a pitch in the minor leagues for the Yankees after we signed him. Nothing happened. That and did Wade get in a game for us after he came back? I don't, I don't think I saw. No, 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 no. Wade did not. Okay. No, he did not. But like Shreve, a lot of pictures in the dugout. Shreve didn't even play in the minors. He just didn't. He signed in and just never played baseball. Wade played in the minors. Yes. I think. Yeah, yeah, no. Tyler Wade was still a baseball player throughout the year. Like he might be with the team now. As like, you know, because doubleheader on the road. They bring extra guys. Yeah, I think your your bullpen is basically going to be Wandy, Wandy in for for Chapman, and then Holmes in for maybe Holmes for Castro. Maybe Montas isn't going to be. I don't think he'll be doing anything. No, I don't. I think he's not going to be an option in the first. What a fucking um, joke. <laughs> In the like, first round, anyway. You just think about how funny it is. It's like, not only is the guy a, a complete bust, not only is he nowhere close to Luis Castillo, he won, what, one game for us, or two games, maybe, and then and then it's like, oh, maybe he'll come back as a reliever in the playoffs. Like, this guy was supposed to be our number two. Like, it's just it's just ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I don't – it's going to – roster construction is going to be tight. And it would just be so much easier if, like, we just knew guys were healthy. Yeah, it's all – I mean, even Efros, who's back, he was he was injured. The, all these guys are nicked up. Like, who are the top three relievers that you trust right now? Efros, it's a crapshoot. It's a crapshoot, yeah. Luizaga, Efros, and I guess Wandy if he's back. Those three. I mean, that is, like, so uninspiring. And it's, like, you're adding to your top three if he's back. Right. You know, right. like <laughs> – like that's it. That's also the thing when you're making the, you know, the lineup is Judge has been there all year. Everyone else has been kind of in and out. Well, no, IKF has also been there all year. Yeah, and just staring, like just staring at this roster, the infield. I mean, you have so many guys that can't hit. Donaldson can't hit. Marwin can't hit. IKF can't really hit. I mean, that's the infield's pretty weak. I mean, you know who your shortstop's going to be though. You know who your second baseman's going to be. Third base is the big problem. Is like, what decision do you make there? And I, don't, I mean, I, it's a stretch. I, I'm sure they'll make it work. I'm sure there's something that I'm thinking of. But like Donaldson can't play other positions. No, he, he really can't. So it's like it, when it comes down to it, like, is Marwin in this situation more valuable than Josh Donaldson? There. I, I, 
he might be, but there's no, they, they are going to, he Donaldson will be on the roster. I promise you they, they love his defense and I'll give him credit. The defense has been, has been fantastic. The Yankees also, I don't know if you've noticed it, the, the relievers that they have now, they have a lot of ground ball relievers. Like it's not like a couple of years ago where it was green and Batances and Chapman just blowing strikeouts by a lot of their best relievers. Like Wandy is a ground ball guy. Efros is a ground ball guy. Like they, they really need that infield defense because they don't have relievers that are getting a ton of strikeouts. Yeah, no, it is like you you need a good infield. You can't like worst case scenario is Glaber having to move over to shortstop in the playoffs. Oh, no, that can't. Yeah, that can't. That's what I'm saying. We need Mar. We need Marwin just for, as an emergency. It's too important of a position not to have a backup plan. Although I guess if IKF does get injured, they can re- they can replace I don't, him. I don't know that you could do it like mid round. I think you can mid round. You just can't do it mid game. Okay, so mid round, but then he can't. I think then they're out for the playoffs. Are right, they, right. And the other thing is, like, if IKF gets hurt in the third inning, you'd still need Glaber to play shortstop for six innings. You know, yeah, of that game. So yeah, it's too, it's too risky. Yeah, they're just they're gonna have to roll what they got. But the infield is is questionable, and the the uh, relievers are questionable. I think the rotation in the outfield is where I feel the best. Yeah, I mean it's the. I I mean Rizzo at first base is great. I mean the guy's got I forget how many home runs he has, but like he's close to to 30 home runs. DJ's getting some burn tonight at first base. That's good. He needs the at bats. Donaldson like we need to to see something out of him. But yeah, I think you know the more I think about it, DJ's at third, and at least he's a 260 hitter. Remember when he hit 360 in 2020? That was that was fun. His 19 and 20, he was so fun. I feel like every time he came on with runners on, he hit a single or, his single or a double. Yeah. And I mean, Stanton is still like Stanton's a 209 hitter. He has been all right. Yeah, let's let's do that. Stanton has just looked completely lost since he get since he's gotten back. So everybody says it's the timing thing, and oh, he's gonna go on a streak, but it's it's got to be the foot or the Achilles or the ankle, right? It's got to be. I mean, if he gets hits, he went on a streak. If he doesn't get hits, he didn't go on a streak. Like, that's all. People would just be like, oh, well, he'll do. He's a good baseball player, so it'll just be different. And it's more likely that there's some kind of lingering something. But then you also give him the cop out. Like, maybe he's just not playing good. Sometimes guys just, like, don't play good. Yeah, but he's been here for five years, and we've never seen him down to 209. Like, him yeah. not doing good is, like, 240. Even 235 at 209 for, for Stan, it's like, god damn. I mean, that's why even, like, the combination of facing Texas, who's really not good, and facing – and then having some time off, like, who knows? Maybe that helps get him right. Maybe that, you know, I don't know what the schedule – I'm sure we're going to see some tweets from – uh, like, you know, from reporters of like, oh, they're out there practicing, you know, on like Saturday or something. Yeah. But I really hope that for the guys who are struggling going into this, like it's just like classes in session and, you know, whatever, you know, time you can spend with a hitting coach looking at film, you know, where you don't have to play a game. Like I would expect them to take the day off on Thursday and then on Friday be at the stadium looking at like I don't want that because they're in Texas I don't want Stanton popping home for the weekend to California right I was gonna ask you what do they do with this buy because it's really not 
It's not they need to have, buy. They need to be practicing and watching and watching film and working with the coaches and whether they're taking batting practice on the field or they're taking it in the cage underneath, like they need to be in there. You need to give these guys the structure. Otherwise, we're going to see fucking Stanton on the Santa Monica Pier, like bench pressing Adriana Lima or someone like that. And it's just like, oh, it's the Giants on the boat. Yeah, no, I, I could see that. See, I'm worried that Boone's going to send them home on Wednesday night and be like, oh, come back Saturday or come back Sunday. Like, you think they're just going to go right from Texas to New York and just start prepping? I mean, they maybe. should. They should. They should. They should. I mean, we're talking about winning the World Series. Here. Yeah, yeah. This no. isn't, hey, an extra day in the middle of the season to, like, you know, clear your head. Your If your head's not clear, it's not going to get clear with a day off. It's going to get clear with some fucking hard work in the bullpen. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I think they should stay and look, they're going to, and obviously all the coaches are going to be scouting and I'm sure they'll be interested in who they're going to, who they're going to play in the first round. Hopefully whoever we play is like banged up and games going to extra innings and somebody gets hurt, you know, like hopefully, hopefully whoever comes into Yankee stadium Tuesday night comes in battered and beaten up a little bit. Yeah. Yo, this stadium's ugly as fuck. Looks like an airport. Like the, the turf is stupid. It looks awful. Because it's like worn down at the end of the season, too. So, it yeah, that sucks. In general, I've thought it, it has like similar to like the Comiskey or whatever the f- guaranteed rate. Oh, like that, yeah, that's my that worst. like that's that like prison favorite. feeling. Yeah, with no yeah, personality yeah. to it. I think it's the colors too. Like that. Like I went. I've been. To, I went to the night game there when we played there a couple years ago, and and their colors are black and white, and it's really dark. And yeah, you yeah. feel like you're in a prison. Their uniforms yeah, yeah. kind of look like jumpsuits. The walls are the walls are all painted gray. It's yeah. not even like cinder block gray. It's like, well, we that wasn't gray enough. All right, let's get Judge in the box and let's fucking do this. I gotta get my kids baths. They said a lefty. This is a weird stadium. Look at the look how high those left field upper deck seats. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're planning on packing it in for the playoffs. It's never gonna happen. A lot of Shot. empty seats. Josh Hamilton's not walking through that door. Let me tell you, if the big man wasn't about to step in the box, a lot more empty seats. Oh, yeah, I know. You know, think about it. Every Yankee fan in like a two-mile radius is there. That's true. That's true. Not a two-mile, like a two-hour radius. Yeah, no, for sure. I just lost my picture. Me too, me too. Oh, hit it now, Judge. Hit it now, Judge, where no one can see it. Commercial break in progress. Are you Are you back? It says commercial break in progress, but that's not that's not the point we were in the broadcast. Dude, imagine if we're we're on here and he does it and we're just staring at this MLB TV icon. That would be iconic. That would be amazing. Like I'm refreshing Twitter to see if other people are freaking out. Now he's coming up. I think it made it just reset. He's he's doing his thing where he talks to the ump. Yeah, you're always like two seconds ahead of me. I have uh, I don't know if this is because, but I, I have not to brag, you know, I have blast or whatever the highest uh, Internet. Is. OK, but you don't have cable. I do have cable. Actually, they forced us to get it. They said, wait, so you're watching on a cable box. No, I'm watching on my computer. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This Come camera on. Angles really high, too. Yeah, the camera angle sucks. There, I saw an article. Uh, let me just complain about everything. I did see an article a while ago. It was pretty interesting about how, because different stadiums have, ooh, just swung at that big man. Uh, how, because different stadiums have different angles. There are so many pitches that there that like to us look like 
what the fuck's this umpire calling, but it's actually a good call because we're thrown the, the box doesn't take into a yeah. And it no just showed tonight either. It showed a bunch of examples. You notice yes has been like some games they'll have the box and some days some games they don't. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes it's a clown show over there. What's well, uh like if I'd like Judge to hit this and then pull him from the game. That'd be sick. Have Hicks have Hicks go run for him from second. Oh, there we go. Ground ball. Don't pull a hamstring. He got some pitches to hit there. Yeah. Got two <laughs> fastballs in the zone. Yeah, they're trying to get this fucking Weber grill of a stadium on uh on the highlights for forever. Let's watch Stan hit before we let's watch Stan hit before we before we bounce here. All right. I closed it out. <laughs> I think my kid's bad, dude. You're about to learn about this. I know, I know. So wait, so let's talk about that for a second. Yeah, when okay. when you're having a kid. January nineteenth. Yeah. There we go. There we go. We do we know the sex? We don't. We don't. We're going old school. I'm asking all these questions as if I haven't known for right. months. <laughs> I so, think it's just gonna be a lot more radio listen to games. Like I think all right, time to walk the baby and I'll just have Sterling on her. I'm gonna go sit in a park with a baby and have Sterling on. Like, do you think that's realistic as a parent? No, I think you're just gonna be at home watching it on TV. When it's like a baby, like next year, you're gonna be out for a walk and like in a park or whatever. You're just gonna be like, oh, if you're not screaming right now, we're gonna leave you right where you are. Do not disturb the baby. Got it, okay. And hopefully the baby will just be chill. Hopefully, hopefully. So it's it's funny, you came up to me in, we were in Baltimore and you were like, Jamie's pregnant. And I was like, oh, dude, that's awesome. And you were like, you you didn't know? Because I kept saying, like, when you'll have a kid, it'll change your life. And you just thought that I knew that you did and I didn't. I was just like, go to as many games as you can because you can watch on TV. You cannot go to as many games as you'd like. Yeah, no, nope. I, I understand that. But you also – there was also a thing where you had said like like Jamie gave her friend who was pregnant a gift yes. on Facebook. And then you – yeah, and then you – so like there were so many hints here that I did. Yeah. And you're just like an instinctual guy. I, I just kind of figured – nah, Yeah, I just had no idea. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, Maureen uh, Perez just threw more strikes to Aaron Judge than every pitcher over the last week. Yeah, fuck the Orioles. All right. Follow Nick on Twitter. At NKirbyNYY. Follow me at JJ from the Bronx. We'll be back next week with a postseason preview. We'll see you at the parade. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.